You know, when I first got with my wife, you see the way that we interact now. And many people are like, oh, you guys are so lovey-dovey and it's just great and all this stuff. And that's really cool. But if I can just be honest, is it okay for pastors to be honest? The fact of the matter is it wasn't always like that. You know, when we first got together, uh, I was actually before we got together, the man and them were trying to run mission fam. I was out here trying to like connect with my wife or my, you know, at that time, just someone I was interested in. And she just threw me bare shade all the time. Like, I was trying to be cute and stuff. You know those vending machines, how you put, like, 25 cents in there, and they have, like, those little be mine hearts and stuff? Like, I would go there. I was doing all corny stuff, just trying to see how it would work, you know, putting my quarters in there, just rolling up on her, like, here, you know, like, be mine, you know? And she'd just be like, you know, just throwing shade at man's. Like, and not only this, it was to the place where even after we got together initially, it was really difficult for me to even like show her any sort of love or even put uh, be in a place where I helped her with things. Like, you know, I grew up where my dad was extremely affectionate towards my mom. And so, you know, as a result, I'm somebody that like, if I see, you know, a, I, I open doors for ladies, you know, chivalry is not dead. Come on, somebody. You know, and, and, and so things like that, opening doors for people or, or putting people in positions like this, like these are things that I grew up in terms of that's the part, the part of the uh, brought up seed that my parents put in me. And so I would try, yo, the man would try to open doors for my wife, you know, and she'd just be like, what are you doing? Like she would always shade me and punk me. And the fact of the matter is, this isn't for me now to just reciprocate the shade years later. I'm over it. But I'm showing that it was very difficult because she actually grew up uh, becoming very independent because of certain life circumstances. And so it was really hard for her to get to a place when we got together for her to allow someone else to confer roses upon her. By God's grace, you know, over time and with our, the development of our relationship, she's seen that, you know what, he's doing these things because he loves me. He's not doing these things to belittle me. Or to show me that I am not capable of doing things for myself. But he sees the power of honor. He saw it displayed by his parents. You know, some of you, the reason why this is an issue for you is because you just didn't see anybody doing anything kind for you. You know, you didn't see anyone opening any doors for you. And so it may be difficult for you to be in a position where you see the value in this. Or you didn't see this exemplified in the power that happens as a result of it. And so you don't see the power in it. But over time, it came to the place where she recognized this. And, you know, and now she doesn't have any problems with me opening doors for her. Doesn't have any problems with me displaying love to her, you know, and I'm glad for the growth. But the fact of the matter is the reason why I'm sharing this is because society makes it clear today and tells us in most cases that it's more difficult to give. So, you know, because we're like, you know, people are stingy. That's what we say you know, about society today. Most people say, you know, people are stingy. They don't want to give out of what it is that they have. But I, I think that the opposite is the case. People, most people, I would, I believe, like the feeling and the pride that comes from the ability to be able to give to somebody else. Because what that means is that I have the capacity to be able to help you. I'm in a better place. Come on, someone. Can I just set this thing up? I'm in a better place. I'm in a stronger place. So there's somewhat, there's some pride that is attached to being able to be in a position to give. 
But I, I believe that in most cases that it's harder to receive. I think it's really hard to receive because, you know, this is why many of us, we are in a position where people offer us, where people offer us help. And we're not even we're not even to the place where we are strong enough to say we need help. Because it puts us in a place of vulnerability. Can I talk real today? Because it, it tells people that we are in a place, there are weaknesses or areas of need in our lives. And that's why, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but usually when I walk up in a, somebody's house and, and, and I know I'm not the only one and they'll offer you some water, you usually will be like, no, I'm okay, thanks. Am I the only person that does that? When you walk up in some, and they offer you something, you know, partially because growing up in a West Indian home, <laughs> my mom would be like, boy, you better not take nothing from nobody. But the fact is that many of us, there's just something about it. When you walk into a place, you just want people to think that you have it all together. And so, you know, I remember, I remember uh, my cousin and I, we just flew back from California. We were out there on a trip and we came back and we got in an Uber driver's car in a van and we're on the way back to the crib and the man, them were parched fam. Like my, my throat tasted and felt like sandpaper. And when I got in the car, the Uber driver had water that was there. And he's like, hey, you know, I didn't, I didn't complain about my throat being parched. But, you know, he was like, he was, on, he was in a position where he's like, hey, there's some water here. If you want the water, you know, you can have the water. And I, my response was, no, I'm good. I was parched. I needed water. But there was just something in me, like this pride that just rose up. Like, I don't need your water, fam. Or I'm not going to take your water. There's something about being in a place where you have to receive help from someone. And I'm telling you, that's why some of you and this word is deliverance for somebody today, because some of you have been in a place of bondage for so long. Come on. And the deliverance that you need is in the hand of somebody else. But you're so prideful and arrogant that you would rather look like you have it all together than have your situation taken care of. Receiving requires humility and vulnerability. Here it is. Let me give you point number one. Is that okay? Point number one. Here it is. Here it is. It'll be up on the screen for you. Don't fall for the lie that the appearance of fulfillment is better than actual satisfaction. Don't fall for the lie that the having the appearance of fulfillment is better than actual satisfaction. We live in a day and age that is more interested in the way that we look than the actual condition of our lives. We live in a generation that's more interested in the way that you frame and filter your picture on Facebook or on Instagram, even though everything outside of that filter is jacked up. Because we care more about what people think this day and age than how we actually feel or the actual condition of our lives. But I came to tell somebody today that looking like you have it all together when you're jacked up is really overrated. I don't care what society tells you. No, you just have to have it all together. You know, I remember growing up and one of the things that I would always hear is don't let, you know, you can be broke, but don't let anybody know about this thing. Don't let. And so you walk into a place and you don't want anybody. You, it was just something that we heard. Don't let. And the fact is, it's not. I'm not talking about going out and always having a sob story and always be. No, but oftentimes God will place people in our lives to help us. And instead of receiving what they offer, we act instead and settle for looking like we have it all together instead of getting the deliverance that's necessary. 
Number two, not only this. So when we're talking about this, we're talking about this passage and we read the passage where he talks about don't get weary in doing good. If we are in a place where, yes, there, we, it is important for us to understand giving, but I think that the body of Christ and we as individuals need to be played to be to the place where we are also good receivers. And so point number two, point number two, watch this. I'd say many times the issue with receiving has more to do with people than the act of receiving itself. Many of you, you're okay with receiving from a system. Can I talk about it? You're okay with receiving from a system, but you're not okay with receiving from a person. Because it just, it does something to you. There's, there's pride that you have. And so instead of receiving from someone who may help, you are willing to receive instead from a system. And I'm just telling you, man, there is such a powerful thing when the body of Christ understands what is known as reciprocity. When the body under, body of Christ understands the power that is in giving and receiving, we get to the place where we're able to see the love of God demonstrated in a magnanimous way way god oftentimes and most times i would say is looking to meet your needs through people he's not going to show up in a limousine come on somebody oftentimes he's going to show up through your neighbor and many times we are not in the victory that he's called us to because we have an issue with people it's not even the act of receiving itself the bible says in luke chapter 6 verse 38 the context is jesus talking about uh, the way that we are as it pertains to judgment he says you know in that in the in that passage there before he gets to 38 he talks about judging and he says if you judge judgment is going to come back to you he says if you forgive forgiveness is going to come back to you and then he makes a general statement about giving in context primarily he's dealing with judgment and forgiveness but it is a statement that applies to giving in general he says give everybody shout give and it shall be given unto you good measure Pressed down. I love the King James. Shaken together. Running over. Will men give into your bosom? And so there's this concept of when it is that we give that there's also a receiving that has to take place because there are seeds that you have sown and God desires to give you the harvest. But many of us have not received it because it's in the hand of someone many times that you don't even like. (laughs) can i go down that road and that's where the pride comes from because we won't humble ourselves but i believe today that the power of god is in the midst to be able to break those walls down you think we're just being cute when we're singing spirit come down break those walls down i believe somebody's relational barriers are going to be broken today and what it is that you need from the hand of the person that you have been hindered from because of the issue that you have we heard about a relational issue being restored this week i'm believing that somebody's relationship is going to be restored and bondage is going to be broken because of the spirit of god somebody give god praise if you believe it receiving is a necessary part of reciprocity reciprocity is this concept of an exchange 
And this is what we're talking about when he says don't get weary in doing well, doing good to people. Because he says, and he talks about, he says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. This is the cycle. This is the way that it goes. What you sow is what you're going to reap. What you sow is what you're going to reap. And so this concept of reciprocity requires not just putting something in, but it also requires receiving. Somebody say receiving. And so me being positioned to receive is just as important as me being in the place where I am positioned to give. This whole concept is centered around farming, sowing and reaping. When farmers sow seeds, sowing and reaping is an exchange, even in the concept of farming. I can't expect to be the the purpose of me putting seed in the ground is not just for the purpose of putting seed in the ground. But the purpose of me putting seed in the ground is because there's an exchange that's supposed to happen. As a result of me putting seed in the ground and in the dirt, there is something that's supposed to happen. There is I'm expecting that the ground is going to give me something back for what's being put in the ground. Are you with me? And so this is, can I get really quickly, can I get, let's see, uh, let's, let me get three volunteers. This is the way that it is with many in life. Of course, I'm going to call on you, Brian. Come on, Brian. Who else wants to volunteer really quickly? This is not going to be long, I promise. Dude, I'm going to call on you, and I'm going to call on Dwayne. Come on, here we go. You got, come on, celebrate them as they come. Now, what happens is that oftentimes, right, God has told, God has put you in a place where you are supposed to be in a place of receiving. And what happens is we are not in, we're not receiving because our pride is blocking us from doing what is necessary. And so I want you to try and get to him and you hinder him and hold him back. Come on. See, see, this is what, this is oftentimes what it looks like. I don't know if this was the right matchup. I don't know. <laughs> But y'all go ahead. This fighting is happening and we're, we're oftentimes fighting with our pride. And so this pride has hindered us and I want you to, but when, when we get pride out the way, the process can take place. Come on for the win. Somebody in this place, you got to get the pride out of the way. Come on, somebody. God has called you. God is saying you need to get the pride out of the way so that the process and the cycle can happen. Come on, get the pride out of the way so you can get to a place of deliverance. Get the pride out of the way so you can get to the place, get out of the bondage that you're in. Come on, somebody. The pride oftentimes is blocking you from receiving from the ground. And so you say, and, and that's what happens. Our pride often blocks us from receiving from the ground that we have sown in. Man, I hope somebody sees this this morning. And you've got to get to the place where you would move the pride out of the way. Now you guys can go. Go ahead and give God praise for them. And this is why, this is why the Bible says in Proverbs 16, verse 18, Proverbs 16, verse 18 says, pride goes before destruction. There are many of you in this place today who God has freedom for you, but instead you are going to get to a place of destruction. And the reason why is because of the pride that's in the way. In fact, go ahead and and talk to your neighbor. Just tell them, neighbor, oh, neighbor, you got to get the pride out the way. Come on. Pride is blocking you from sowing. 
Pride is also blocking you from reaping from what it is that God has called and who it is that God may be calling you to reap from. And, and so to summarize that, here we go. Point number three, write this down. Don't allow arrogance to block your deliverance. Don't allow arrogance. Where are you being arrogant and consequently you're still in bondage? Where is arrogance blocking you from receiving what it is that God has for you? Where is arrogance blocking you from sowing? Where is arrogance and pride blocking you from reaping? Where is it in your life? I'm asking you this because I want to challenge you to be to a place of freedom where you get the pride out of the way and be willing to receive. Don't just pridefully give. Not only this, can I go a step further? Because I got two more for you then I'm out of your way. Here's number four. Don't allow your perception of the position of others to make you hinder their generosity. Oh man, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Don't allow your perception of the position of others to make you hinder their generosity. There are people that want to do something good for you in your life, but you won't receive it because you're like, that person's broke. You perceive them, somebody might be giving you some words of counsel and you're like, who are you to give, who are you, who are you to judge me? Or who are you? You don't have, I, I, I know some things about you. Come on, somebody. And your perception of them, God oftentimes will send help in the form of people that, that you may, from the exterior, they may look like they don't have it together. When in actuality, that same deliverance can come through them even though they don't, even though your perception of them is that they don't have it all together. And many of us, we hinder people's generosity towards us because of our perception of them. You know, there's a story of a woman in Luke chapter 21, verse 1 through 3. You should write it down and check it out. But that story of that woman, you know, the Bible talks about it there. Everyone was coming to, uh, to give to the, in that time, the temple, you know, uh, where our context is church, but everybody was coming to give. And Jesus is talking about this. And he says that there were people who came and they were rich and they gave all sorts of stuff. And then there were people who looked and they saw, I'm summarizing, that this woman only had two mites, right? These little two mites that she put in there and she gave. And Jesus says that she gave more than the people who gave a whole lot. From the exterior, it would look as if she gave less or she wasn't even in a position to give. How many times we try to tell, no, you, no, it's okay. You don't give, you don't do, look at your situation, look at where you're at. And we try to hinder people's generosity. Did Jesus rebuke that woman for giving? No, he still encouraged her to give. In fact, I've heard it said, and I believe this, I think it's true, that oftentimes the best way to break a cycle is with a seed. Oh man, I hope somebody gets this. And so Jesus did not hinder or rebuke the woman for giving, even though she gave what was considered by many as little. And our outside perception of her was actually inaccurate because Jesus says that her generosity was greater than the people that looked like they had it all together. Who in your life are you hindering from being generous to you because of your perception of their financial status or because of your perception of their relational status? 
Man, I've learned some of the some of the people that I would look at and we would look at from the exterior and think that they don't have anything. They are the ones that have blessed me the most in my life. I remember when I went to India, went to India a few years ago, and it was an incredible opportunity to be able to go. I went to serve and I went to love on those people. And, you know, we have some great relationship there. You're actually going to hear more about that here in the next couple months. And, you know, it was incredible to go there. And I'm telling you, these are some of the even though many of the people where I was at were there was there was they were surrounded by poverty and there was so much around there that we would look and be like man these people need us to only to come and do and do and do which is usually the western perspective of 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 the way that we do things come on somebody that everybody needs our help right and sometimes we actually go and jack stuff up more than it was before we got there but that's another sermon But it was incredible to me because when I went there and was able to be there, some of these people were the most generous people and they would bring their things that they had and they just wanted to give. And, you know, and you feel in your heart based on your perception. No, I came here to give this to you. I came here to give to you. And they're like, Pastor, don't block my blessing. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? They are. They were in a place where we would look at them and say that they need our help. But they, in that position, they still wanted to sow seed into and bless my life. Even though my perception of them was that they only needed my help. Because they understood the power of reciprocity. And they're like, you know what? I might only have two buttons. I might only have a couple cents. But these cents are going to be go into the work of the Lord. And God is going to bless my socks off. And I'm telling you, we struggle in this place, in this Western civilization where we have so much. Come on. Even the brokest person has much more than many people in other countries. And we struggle with the concept of generosity. We are, don't know what war is. We only know it from the tv and they're surrounded by this but yet and still they are more generous than we are and oftentimes i realized and i thought to myself oh my god i can't take anything from these people and the lord was like don't when that lady and we talked but don't block their blessing you need to learn and this is the title of my message you need to learn how to be the dirt you're comfortable with sowing seeds but do you know how to be the dirt Do you know how to receive from people even when your perception of their position may be one way? I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I hope this is helping somebody. Don't allow your possession, your your perception of someone's position to make you hinder their generosity. And then lastly, can I give you the last one? Here it is. With this being said, so I just take from everyone. Everyone who offers me something, do I just take it for them, from them with no consideration? You do have to use discern, discernment as it pertains to taking from people. Can I tell you why? Here it is. Number five. Everybody say number five. In fact, this is good enough to preach to your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Let's put some caffeine in that voice. Tell them, beware. Come on. You got to say it louder than that. Say beware of stringy generosity. You got to use discernment when you receive because oftentimes stringy generosity. What do I mean by this? It's people that give to you with strings attached. (laughs) So what's happening is, is that when you think that they're giving you a blessing, they're actually giving you the gift of bondage. 
Yo, I feel this thing because this needs to help about one or two people. Because see, everyone who's given you something and extending something to you doesn't mean that they have the right motives. And so I'm not telling you just go out and accept everything from everybody. I'm telling you that yes, receive in general, but you still have to use discernment. Come on. There's people that will give you stuff and then years later, they're always bringing it back up to you. You remember when you were, remember when you were in this, remember and then. I, maybe I'm the only person that's ever met someone like that and you so you got to be careful for stringy generosity it's in the Bible it's in the Bible because we find that in Genesis 14 verse 21 through 24 I love this and I got a few more minutes so I'll go ahead and read it Genesis chapter uh, chapter 14 Genesis for those who are new to Bible is in the it's the first book of the Bible the first part of it and so you can go right there and Genesis chapter 14 and we'll look at verse 21 through 24 says, and the king of Sodom, this was Abraham, Abram at the time, because his name had not yet been changed to Abraham. And he had just been in the place where he rescued his nephew Lot. And the Bible says, and the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. And then he goes on and says, but Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord. God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. So Abram, he's like, you know what? I'm in a position where even though your, your offer is generous and I'm in a position where I get the concept of sowing and reaping because he had just sold, he had just sold uh, to into Melchizedek, which is another story. Uh, and he understands sowing and reaping. But he says, when it comes to you, king of Sodom, I'm not, I don't, I'm, my discernment tells me that I'm not taking anything from you, not just because you're going to hang it over my head in the future, but because of the fact that you're going to try to get the glory and say that it's you that blessed me. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to say no to stringy generosity, not just because folks is going to hang it over your head, but don't be so needy that you take from folk, come on, that one day are going to try and take the credit and the glory from God. If you're going to help me or if you're going to help somebody, you ought to do it from a place or receive it from a place of humility. But when folk try to replace God in your life, you ought to tell them, no, thank you. Because I'd rather be broke and trust that God is going to send the right person than be in a position where I have what I needed but locked in a jail cell. I love, I love this because, because the text makes it clear. Look at it. The text makes it clear. He said, notice what he declares of God before he says, nah. He says in the text, he says, uh, after he declares it in verse 22, but Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord God, the most high possessor of heaven and earth. So he's making it clear before he, when he says no, before he says no, he said, I'm not, ta- I, 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 I want to acknowledge that God is most high. And he's the possessor of heaven and earth. And so I can say no to you and my saying no to you, even though I may need or may be better off financially or materialistically by what it is that you put in my hand. I'm first going to acknowledge that God is the one that 
provides for me. Come on. And there's somebody in here where you have been settling for stringy generosity. You have been strength. You've been settling for somebody that's been putting you in a place of bondage for someone who's been talking about you behind your back and talking all sorts of foolishness to others to try and use your weakness as a stage to promote their strengths. Come on. But I'm here to tell you today that if you acknowledge and realize that God is the possessor of heaven and earth, even if you have to say no because of stringy generosity, come on somebody, you know that God is still able to send who you need to provide what you need with no strings attached. Somebody shout no strings attached. Now give God praise if you know that he is able to provide. 